So a gap is real stillness. We start to go back, we pull our energy back in before we react in annoyance or anger to someone. A gap means we really gather our thoughts before we write that email. So the yogis teach that the first place where we find a true gap is in between our inhales and exhales. So once we start to experience that little micro gap, it starts to expand more and more as an energy in our life. Hi everyone and welcome to Superwoman Wellness. I'm Dr. Taz. I've made it my mission throughout my career in integrative medicine to support women in restoring their health using a blend of Eastern medical wisdom with modern science. In this show, I will guide you through different practices to find your power type and fully embody the healthiest and most passionate version of you. I'm here for you and I can't wait to get started. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superwoman Wellness, where you know I am determined to bring you back to your superpowered self. And on today's episode is one of my favorite people on this planet. I am ah! so thrilled to bring back Kimberly Snyder. Now, if you've caught previous episodes or some of our conferences, you know how amazing she is. But she's a spiritual guide, a meditation teacher, a nutritionist, and a holistic wellness expert. She is the three-time New York Times bestselling author of five previous books, including Radical Beauty, which she co-authored with Deepak Chopra. She hosts the top-rated feel-good podcast Podcast, and she's the founder of Saluna, a holistic lifestyle brand that offers wellness products, digital courses, enlightenment meditation, and the Saluna Circle. She's been featured on tons of media outlets, including Good Morning America, The Today Show, The Wall Street Journal, and she is now headed to Hawaii, but she's here with us today. <laughs> Welcome, Kimberly. So excited to have you here. Oh, Dr. Taz, I always love seeing you. I always love chatting with you. I feel like we have such an authentic connection. And so thank you so much for having me back. Of course. I've always, you know, before we even were connected in the space, I'd admired your work kind of from afar. So it's been fun to watch whatever's new, whatever's <laughs> coming out, you know, and what what is transpiring as you continue your journey in this space. So for those, I know a little bit about you, but for those who maybe don't, so what inspired you even to jump in to this particular lifestyle, this holistic lifestyle, as we call it? And what does that mean to you when people say that? So I think that the word wellness gets tossed around a lot. And sometimes we don't really know what that means. I think in the past, it's been, you know, sort of equated with numbers or how much we weigh or how many, you know, workouts we do in a week. But for me, it's really deepened over the last decade. Oh my gosh, Dr. Taz, this is my sixth book now in exactly 10 years. Um, and so for me, um, there was a turning point four years ago, about four years ago, which I describe in the book, which was my rock bottom place where I lost my mom suddenly. Mm. My son wasn't yet one. And then I, you know, decided the relationship wasn't, you know, where I wanted to be. So then I moved out and I became a single mom. And oh, so wow. from that rock bottom period, yeah, with my older son. So they have different dads. I don't know if you knew that, Dr. Ted. No, I think yes. I know you and I don't. Oh my God. Oh no. Oh, oh well, goodness. the book. Oh, I, yeah. I talk about all of that. I talk about, you know, when we are happy and things are going well in life, we can kind of dip in and out of practices. But when mm -hmm. we are in a rock bottom place is when we really either rely on our our practices or we, we start to sink. Right? right. So out of that um, rock bottom place, I really went deep into myself. I went into these teachings. I read a lot of ancient writings. Um, I summarized thousands 
thousands of pages um, in this new book, along with science and stories of what I think will help people the most. And these teachings have science behind them as well, Dr. Tess. So one of the things that arose from that dark place was Saluna, which talks about food, body, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. My four cornerstones, this book, my whole new life, the farm in Hawaii, like you said, meeting my soulmate partner. Now I did get remarried. Mm -hmm. um, and the funny thing, Dr. Taz, I have to tell you the story of this. So when I started out, I was, first of all, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Right. I, um, I went into college with a sci partial science and math scholarship. So at one point I thought I would be a doctor and mm -hmm. then I interned in a hospital, Dr. Taz. It was not for me. No way. <laughs> I'm glad it's for you, but it wasn't for me. Oh, there are moments I wonder if it's for me, but anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So, um, so I ended up working for a year, saving some money, and then I ended up traveling and I thought it was just going to be for a few weeks, but I was doing it so inexpensively and I was meeting people. And I think the reason I was going out and out into the world was because I was seeking and I didn't even really know what I was seeking, but I definitely had a lot of self-esteem issues. I didn't feel good in my body. I was really bloated. I didn't know what to eat. I was trying different diets. I had a lot of acne. So I went out on the road. Long story short, it ended up being three years and I was mostly in Asia and Africa, about 18 mm. months in Asia and then seven months in Africa. And the reason I say this is because I was out of the Western world for the first time. So I started to, I was very open and receptive to all these different ideas. And then one of the countries that had the biggest impacts on me was India. So the first time I went there, I went for three years or three months mm -hmm. and I started to learn about yoga for the first time, which means union and meditation. And then I went back again during the journey. And then I came back to New York City after all of it was done and I didn't have any money, Dr. Tess. So I was trying to figure out again what I was going to do with my life. And I was starting to apply these teachings that I had learned, mostly from this um, Paramahansa Yogananda. I don't know if you've heard of him, Dr. Taz, mm -hmm. but he's the one yeah. that brought yoga to the West. And it just, he created this whole, um, you know, just frenzy in America about yoga for the first time. He went all the way up to meet with the president at the time, Calvin Coolidge. So anyways, I came back to New York. I was applying these teachings. I didn't have any money, but I was teaching yoga asanas. And I was also, I started a free WordPress blog and I was going back to nutrition school mm -hmm. and I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know anything about SEO. So all I did was tell my yoga students about my blog. And the funny thing is Dr. Taz, it started to spread through New York city. And then my first celebrity found me and I, to this day, I don't even own a TV. So I certainly wasn't trying to get into that right. world. Right. And I started working with her. Then I got on a film set and then I started meeting all these other actors and met producers. And then I was pulled into that world for about five years mm -hmm. working. And I became known as this celebrity you know, person. Right. Um, it was really about helping them feel their best. So food was com one component, but there was always emotional well-being and meditation and all of that. So then I started doing television shows like Good Morning America and so on. And so the reason I tell you this story is then my first book deal came from HarperCollins and Sarah was my first editor. And so I had a, a manuscript idea. It was called Catching the Fire. And it was about the teachings in this book. And it was oh a gosh. travel memoir. Yeah. And she looked at my website and she said, oh, she's like, looks like the food and, and recipe stuff's really taking off. So why don't we do a food book first? And then we'll do that book second. 
Uh, the first, the first that was 10 years ago. And that flu book went on to be the beauty detox solution, mm-hmm. which just you know, went really well. And so then the second book was beauty detox foods, but the third book, Dr. Taz, I started coming back into this. It was about chakras. Mm-hmm. The fourth book I wrote with Deepak then the fifth book. So this is why I am so passionate. Dr. Taz wow. is because I think this, the teachings in here, which are so practical, the subtitle is practical enlightenment for everyday life. Yeah. It's what we do on a daily basis, these practices, these teachings that we start to implement five minutes in the morning, 90 seconds, 90 seconds in the middle of the day to keep tuning our attention back in to our energy, to what the yogis call the true self, mm-hmm. to our power to, um, you know, all the time we're looking out here with the five senses, which is what yoga calls the ego. So the problem is if we over identify with what we see as who we are in the mirror, what we look like, or just what we're doing and what we're creating, our happiness and our joy and our peace become very difficult to find because everything's moving. Mm. So in, in the Sanskrit word is pratyahara. It's one of the yogic limbs is to pull the energy back in to this place that's a stable resource inside of us of creativity, peace. It's the part of us that witnesses things. It doesn't get caught up in all the drama. And it's from here that we create vitality and our best ideas and abundance. Oh my gosh. I love, love, (laughs) love that so much. But I also love this because I have that too, like the book I really want to write, but it's not time to write that book, you know? So I love that story too, because this idea of things sometimes have to bloom over the right course of time to be presented, you know, to wherever they need to go. So this book sounds like your passion project and what sort of is the motivation to put it out there right now? Why, why now versus next year or a couple of years ago? Why, why do you think the timing of this book is critical? Well, so I didn't have a choice, Dr. Taz. Okay, that's honest. There we go. This this book came down, and this is one of the things that um, I'd love to share about, but first of all, I'll just say the book came down like, like lightning when I was 34 weeks pregnant with Moses, with my second child. And I didn't know what to do because I was at a point where I was trying to slow down, Mm -hmm. but it was so clear, Dr. Taz, you know, when you get this inspiration Mm -hmm. from inside of you. So I, I actually reached out to Deepak and I was like, what do I do? Here's my idea. And he's like, oh, this book belongs with Hay House. Mm -hmm. We had been with Random House since, you know, since the book Deepak and I did together. But anyways, then he put me in touch with Reed Tracy, who's the president there. And he said, well, what's your book about? And I told him, and then he said, okay. So next thing I know is presenting it over Zoom. I wrote one sample chapter. And then I think three days before I gave birth, I signed my book deal. Oh my gosh. I I started reading it, uh, started writing it 60 days later. Uh So to answer your question, there is... um, so the book is structured in three parts. Again, it's very practical. The first part is, is how we get past the biggest blocks in our life. Mm. And the first chapter is on fearlessness because Paramahansa Yogananda says of 26 qualities that we need to develop as humans to reach our fullest potential. Fearlessness is number one. Oh, wow. So if we're blocked by fear, we don't even get on the path. We don't even think about writing that book. We want to write Dr. Taz. We're too worried about what other people think or if we're not good enough, right? So it's the biggest blocks wholeness, stop identifying with our behaviors and really go into this stable part of us underneath, stop carrying around all the guilt and shame. So wholeness, fearlessness, this is part one. Part two is where we embody more of the qualities of the true self. So beyond the ego, this formless part of us, you can call it our, you know, unique 
gravitational blueprint in quantum physics terms or the soul or spirit individualized. Here's about, this is the, this part two is about peace and intuition. And then part three, once we embody more of this inner connection through these practices, then we can create our best stuff. So the longest mm -hmm. chapter in the book, Dr. Taz is called You Are a Creator. So it's exercises for how do we pull our unique talents into form? How do we create our best stuff, our, be our best website, our best book, our best fashion idea, our best whatever social media platform. Mm -hmm. so there are teachings of how to do that. Um, but you can see it's sequential. So for me in previous books, Dr. Taz, and I'll be honest with you, there were times where I think, oh, what do people want to read? You right. know, like what, what is, right. what's, what's, you know, and then the publishers, of course, like, well, this is what we think is trending. But right. The problem with that is it's an external frame of reference, right? It's like, here's what's going on outside and I'm going to mold it to the inside. Mm. Actually, the way that we, that the way that we create our best stuff has to come from the inside out. So when we're connected to the true self, when we go into moments of true stillness and connection, and I often say um, the word union, I mean, the word yoga means union, right? So in meditation and effective meditation, what I teach in the practical enlightenment meditations, it's not just relaxing, right? Which is relaxing the five senses. Mm -hmm. It's meant to um, move our energy from the peripheral nervous system into the central nervous system, into what yoga calls the Shashumna Nadi. Here's the best stuff, Dr. Taz. Here's the unlimited creativity. Here's the voice of the intuition saying, this passion, your unique gifts, like here's the ideas right here. So we don't worry what's out here, how people are going to receive it. We focus on putting out our best energy. And when we do that, people will resonate because it's coming from that real authentic heart place. Powerful, so powerful. And this is something that I've been hearing more and more from some of the greatest leaders and the greatest creators and artists that, and I've been through the same thing you have, like I'm in a book thing right now. And it's all about like, what's trending? What do people want to hear from you? What, what do you identify yeah. with the most for that book? I told you that hasn't been written yet. That's that will come at some point too, because down deep, I kind of know what the messages that I'm supposed yeah. to, to sell or tell, you Listen know, to so, that. right. But, but look, you know, I've been in this for a while. I've been a doctor for over 20 something years. I'm getting close to 50, you know, and this stuff is coming out now, you know, at this stage of my life, mm. you know, because there's been so much guilt and shame and worried about like what everybody else thinks and trying to, how do we get over our blocks? How yeah. do we kind of cross these bridges a little bit faster than maybe what I did or others that never do? How do we identify our blocks and how do we, how do we kind of let them go? Yes. So there's a, there's, there's a lot I could say here, Dr. Tess, yes. but first I want to start with saying that, um, you know, the issue with, Again, looking out here, the issue with, I don't know about you, Dr. Tess, but I get so many women writing into me about not feeling good enough, not having mm -hmm. real confidence, not all knowing our purpose, yep. not knowing our sense of self. So the root cause of all of that is identifying with the ego, literally mm. this, this shell of who we think we are. You know what Wayne Dyer calls the less than 2%. So it's this, what I look like, what I'm doing out here, because the senses are pulling us out, you know, touching, seeing with our eyes, seeing what other people are doing, looking in the mirror, worrying about our hair, whatever it is. It's not that we don't want to look good. It's not that we're going to show up in the world, but the issue is we can't put all our identity in this shell. Otherwise right. we suffer. Then we feel limited. 
So the way to transition from that is to create rhythms and routines and practices for balancing our attention out here with some time spent in here. We can't connect to the true self unless we get to know it and spend time with it. So what does that look like? For instance, in your morning practice, my morning practice, I teach hot water with lemon, which you and I have talked about in a prior Mm -hmm. conference, you know, having a green smoothie, but also meditation, even if it's Mm -hmm. seven minutes, most of my practical enlightenment meditations, Dr. Taz are about seven minutes. Why is that so important? Because it means we're tuning in right here, right now to our body, to our breath, to our inner voice. Before we start going on email and Instagram and getting Mm -hmm. pulled again out into the ego, we need to center into this place and create a flow, um, a pattern of, of self connection before we go out. And I recommend doing that in the evening as well to help rebalance the mind. And then I have different practices in the book for, it could be 90 seconds, recentering if you find yourself in comparison mode or not feeling good enough or you know, whatever it is, something that triggers you. So that's the first thing, Dr. Taz, is day by day. It's these small shifts. It doesn't mean you have to overhaul your whole life, but even just spending seven minutes regularly in the morning will start to really reframe, reshift your energy. It's like if the Titanic was one degree over, history would have changed, right? Right, right. And then the other thing I want to say is that most people, uh, most of us live in this world of constant doing and running around and alerts. And one of the most powerful things that we can start to do, Dr. Taz, is to develop real, and I say the word real, real stillness in our life. So there's a short practice here I can do for 30 seconds. Can you do it with me? Yeah, let's do it. So it's very, very simple, but I want you to see how um, powerful there is. There's something in in chapter four, I talk about the gaps. So a gap is real stillness. And when we start to experience what a gap is, imagine if there's no gap in music, it's just a chaotic mess. So a gap means we start to go back. We pull our energy back in before we react in annoyance or anger to someone. A gap means we really gather our thoughts before we write that email. A gap means you evaluate before you speak to a friend or whatever it is. A gap is where all the creativity is. So the yogis teach that the first place where we find a true gap is in between our inhales and exhales. So once we start to experience that little micro gap, it starts to expand more and more as an energy in our life. So let's do this practice together, Dr. Ted. You just close your eyes for a moment. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to lead us through, but we're basically going to inhale and exhale for a count of four, but then we're going to pause in the gaps. So I'll walk us through. Okay. Okay. So just take a nice exhale out and empty out your lungs. Okay. So here we go. We're going to inhale two, three, four, and then pause full at the top. And then exhale, two, three, four, and pause empty at the bottom. And then again, inhale, two, three, four, and pause full at the top. And exhale. Two, three, four, pause empty at the bottom. 
and then inhale, keep breathing normally. So Dr. Taz, that was about 20 seconds or so. Wow, and it feels like forever. Goodness gracious, yeah. so the yogis teach us all inhaling and exhaling. We're still all this doing this. But when we start to feel these, these very potent pauses, these gaps, and we build on that practice throughout the book. There's three subsequent meditation chapters. So just feeling the gaps is the beginning, Dr. Taz, of starting to go into this deep stillness. So the Sanskrit term is pratyahara, which is one of the limbs of yoga, which is withdrawal of the senses in. And this mm-hmm. is so powerful. We don't realize how much of our energy is dissipated all the time, looking out mm-hmm. here, going out here. So we really give away our power all the time. So one of the things we want to do is we want to start calling it in. And we do that through regular practices like this, which only take a few minutes. But the beauty and the power is that, wow, we start to tune in to this often dormant part of our personality. You know, so much of our fear, so much of our struggle, so much of our blocks is because our identity is tied to this primal this fear, this, you know, ego based, um, all the fears based of the ego. So the solution to the problem is not in the same place where the problem is, it's going into a different system. So instead of trying to make the ego shinier, more doing more, you know, whatever it is, like better hair, whatever it is, we go into a place of deep stability and this courageous, creative, um, intuitive part of us. And that's where all the magic is. Mm. Um, I'd love to share another story, Dr. Taz, about when I was in that rock bottom place I shared with you and then I emerged. Um, Well, I met with a monk at the Self-Realization Fellowship, which is Yogananda's meditation organization. He Mm -hmm. said, can really treat your home like an ashram for five months. This is before COVID. (laughs) Wow. just for five months, Dr. Taz, I just read all these ancient teachings and scriptures, the Mahabharata and the Upanishads wow. and the New Testament of the Bible and um, Rumi and just all these amazing teachings. And I meditated and I went real deep. And when I emerged, I get goosebumps even still thinking about it. I had for the first time real trust. And I realized I never trusted myself. I never trusted Mm -hmm. life, Dr. Taz. Always trying to micromanage, control things, keep things safe. But I emerged with this real sense of wholeness that I never, never had. And it emerged from that stillness. And now I'm not saying that people have to go in for five months. We've all been doing that with COVID. But I'm saying it's possible to find that stillness. And so what happened some months after there, Dr. Taz, is I went to this random dinner party it was actually someone I had done a podcast exchange mm-hmm. with and I didn't know him that well, mm-hmm. but he invited me, he lived, you know, he was visiting town. It was in Venice beach where I used to live. And one of the people that was at this dinner party would end up being my future husband. And I was in this deep place of stillness and intuition. So there's a chapter in the book about honing intuition. I think when we make decisions from this deep place, life is very different than when we're making decisions mm-hmm. from the ego. Yeah, And I had not had a, great track record with romantic relationships. Let's just mm-hmm. say that. So anyways, I, I, I felt John and it was like this instant energy. And the funny thing is, I think, oh my gosh, if I hadn't done these practices, Dr. Taz, he probably would have just gone right by me. Wow. Because on the surface, look at this guy, please go on Instagram, look at pictures of my I've husband. Seen I've, seen him. I've seen him. I've seen him. I've been like, Huh. percent <laughs> <laughs> tattoos, gold yeah. grill in his the beard, <laughs> motorcycles, yeah. MMA fighting. I mean, you, yeah. you couldn't talk. I mean, the most right. opposite person you can imagine I would marry. Right. 
but oh my God, Dr. Tess, like this connection, this happiness. I dated all the guys before that were like the right kind of people and fancy, whatever it was. But with John, it was like so different. So I think, wow, to me, Dr. Tess, I am so passionate about sharing this because I look at all the struggle, the struggle to find soulmate love, the struggle to climb out into real abundance, real fulfillment and real peace. It's just like these teachings should should be for everyone, spiritual equality. And so that is why I'm so passionate, Dr. Taz, about this. Uh, I I feel so differently than I do about any other book that I've ever written. This is this is for everybody. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's sitting on my nightstand and I have been reading it as well because I know that I will continue to benefit. I have trouble. And that's a just an honest question. You know, I'm thinking about the moms that are listening or, you know, the busy super women that are listening and juggling a lot. And asking them to be still like the 20 seconds that we just did felt like eternity to me, right? So asking them to be still or even treat their home as a place of stillness when their kids screaming or there's, you know, people walking in and out or someone knocking on the door, you know, what would you say to them? How do you create the stillness and this? I, so here's where I am at this stage of my life. I crave the stillness and desire to to go down deep and bring everything back up. I, I'm actually craving that. Yes. But I'm constantly being, you know, pulled back out. And I think it's harder. Like I look at some of the women that work for me that are younger and fresher in their careers and in their journeys and they're up all night with young kids or, you know, whatever it is. And I think it's, it's so hard at different phases of a woman's life to claim that stillness and to own that stillness. What would you say to them? How would they do that when they feel like the world kind of depends on them or, you know, all this stuff is going to fall apart without them? What would you say to them? Well, I would say, first of all, Dr. Tez, I'm one of them. I'm one of us. Yes, <laughs> I have we're, a, we're all in it together yeah. for sure. I have a, you know, 16 month old baby as well as a five-year-old, you know, the kindergarten driving, I get it. I also yeah. run a whole team. So Saluna, I'm managing a team of, you know, how many people I'm doing the podcast. There's a lot um, in my life. I will say, and I will stick to this, Dr. Tez, great stillness creates great doing. So for me in my life, I prioritize my meditations and my time of stillness. I do my calendar. It does not get booked out. I may do less of my to-do list in a day, but when I am with people and when I am doing things, there is a flow and there's so much more power. So it's up to us, first of all, to make the decision to prioritize it. It's like, if you think working out's really important, most people are going to go to the gym sometimes or do their right. Peloton class at home. If we think it's really important to get our hair cut sometimes or to get a facial or manic, whatever it is, we prioritize it. So um, the second thing is it's experiential. Just that 20 seconds of filling the gaps, you experience this deep peace that's available to all of us this deep deep oof the powers in there my best ideas are in there didn't you feel it dr taz yes, <laughs> like 15 totally. seconds yeah so once you experience it you're like yes i want more of this so we need to prioritize it whether it means calling in partners to help or for me i meditate after you know older sons in kindergarten um, baby is napping. That is what I do for half an hour before I do anything. And my team really builds my schedule around this. Mm. So we, as women, as people, we have to be the ones that put a stake in the ground and saying, I prioritize this. This is for me. And number two, as we go deeper and deeper, and I'm also not asking you to do two hours, right? Even if you do the seven minute or the 10 minute, 
you will start to feel more flow in your life. And that's what happened to me. And the third thing I'll say, Dr. Taz, is women that are, we are all creators, right? I think a lot of your listeners are like, you know, really um, Mm -hmm. just amazing, amazing creators and and enthusiastic and beautiful. Oof. Um, So what we want to do is you want to meditate and then in that stillness where all the like the crazy beta brain waves and like all the ego, um, you know, thoughts and energies pulling us out here after we meditate, this is a very potent place to ask, to ask for answers or to receive. So after I meditate, I always have my notebook, Dr. Taz, and usually I journal for a couple of minutes. I start writing. Mm-hmm. I ask a question, what's the best project or what's the best thing? What's the answer to this question? What should I write about in this article? Mm-hmm. And from this inner place, like we were talking about, the answers aren't out here, but it's in here right? The true self is our connection to the divine, to universal source, whatever word you want to use to um, the creative, to the infinite, to the whole. Um, So we want to tune in here. And in that still space, before we go back on our computers, Dr. Taz, get out your notebook with your hand, best ideas will start to pour out. And again, there's a lot of practices in the book for how to extract those best ideas from the formless into the form. So it's actually very tangible, very usable. How do I take these qualities, this energy I feel and put it into my website? Or how do I create my best project? And that was what I was able to distill from these teachings and what I'm so excited to share as well. Ah, I love it. I mean, I could talk to you for another hour probably, (laughs) but I know you have things to do too. And I'm just so excited for you and for this book where if anyone, first of all, tell us the title of the book, where they can find it, all of that good info. So the title of the book is You Are More Than You Think You Are, Practical Enlightenment for Everyday Life. And you can find it wherever books are sold. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, so on. And then if anyone wants to connect with you, Kimberly, it's, is it the Saluna handle is the best handle? What's the best handle on Instagram or? Oh, sure. So my website is mysaluna.com. S-O-L-L-U-N-A.com. And you'll you know see information about our courses, our offerings, the Feel Good podcast that awesome. you've been on, Dr. Taz, yes. the, um, the Saluna Circle, which is our community online support program, which is really amazing. And yeah, my handle is at underscore Kimberly Snyder. Wonderful. Well, this has again been impactful for me. I feel like every time we have a conversation, I walk away just feeling more enlightened Mm. and more motivated to bring these things into my life. And I hope we're able to connect in person at some point. I know I admire and respect you so much. So thank you for taking time out today to join us and for everybody else out there, you know, this is important stuff. I think women are creators. I think we give birth to a lot more than just kids and families and go out there and own it and get it. And thank you for watching this episode of Superwoman Wellness. And remember, you can rate and review it and share it with your friends. I will see you guys next time.